Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And Judy has booked another doozy. First of all, let's get on the phones with you, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405, to the dream team, or you can ask your questions over the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android. On today's show, I I think David Clark, is that like Dave Clark 5? Or no, who Dave, who's David? Is he a musician? Did you want me to step in here, or is it, you know, because, you know, he's a character, a fictitious character on that revenge show. He's going to be on today? This yeah. is very cool. Yeah, he's a... Oh. Figment of our imagination. He's fictitious. Uh, it's not true. This is a different David Clark that's going to be on the show. He's invented a little thing that when you're away from the house, you can talk to your cat or your dog and even treat them from work or wherever wow. you are, as long as you cool. have your little smartphone yeah. uh, with you. Where's my coffee? Gosh dang it. Where's I my... got no coffee. Where's go, my coffee? You know what? Go get some coffee. I'll be back in a second okay. or less. There you go. You don't want to mess with Alan without his coffee. Uh, also on the show today, we're going to talk to that Dr. Jennifer Bolser. She she was supposed to be on a couple of weeks ago. She's going to be talking yeah. about dementia and there are animals. Ooh. Can they get dementia? Wow. That's hmm. sad. Yeah. And, uh, Absolutely. And you, you actually confirmed that they can. So you kind of oh, let yeah. the cat out of the out of the bag, so, proverb. I'm sorry. But that's okay. That's, Maybe you won't remember it. I, I probably won't anyway. <laughs> You want to take a call? If, yes, I would love to talk to the people. Okay, it's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. You can also ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android. Either way, we'll give you an answer. Our dream team will, at least. We'll make it up if we don't have a dog trainer, Alan Cable, Dr. Debbie, and dog father, Joey Villani, and Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Where are you calling from? Uh, Long Beach, California. What's going on with your animals? Well, I had um, uh, <coughs> I have a dog. She's fourteen. She's a mixture, custom blend, uh, Jack Russell and terriers and what have you. And she's always liked people, but she doesn't like dogs except for boy dogs. That's fine. That's all well and good. But the bottom line is that she we had a, another girl dog in last night, and she she attacked it. And I and I told her no, and I pulled her away, and I put her on a leash, and I had the other dog on a leash, and. And so they couldn't get at each other. Well, then somebody let her loose, and then she went at the dog again. What can I do to break that up? Hmm. What can you do to break it up, or what I, can you well, do to change? For her to get along with, with, with other animals, what can I do to teach her? Is it too Do you late? really want to teach her? Do you, at this age, do you really want to do that, Kath? Uh, well, yeah, because I, okay. I'm, I, uh, I'm bothered by that because I'm, I'm a friend of, uh, I have this friend over and she doesn't like leaving her dog at home and so I wanted to get, if I could see if I can get that rectified. So have you had her since she was a little baby, a little puppy? Yes. And when she was a little puppy, did you bring her around lots of other dogs a lot of times? Well, you know what? I took her to the dog park, you know, and all these dogs go rushing at her and she didn't like that and I didn't either. Oh, and oh they, I they, see what they you're saying. And they came at her to pack. And, I see uh, what and you're I was saying. very angry of the owners that wouldn't pull their dogs off because she just was a baby. She was about, she was about maybe. Um, so, three so both of you. So let's get this straight, Kath. Let's let's me and you put it together. Let's do the math. Both of you had very bad experiences when she was a little puppy. You had bad experiences with other dogs. Mm-hmm. And what does that do when an owner has a bad experience with another dog and a dog has a bad experience with another dog? Well. It definitely affects the way dogs behave and the way owners behave. Uh, you will not bring your dog around other dogs because you'll avoid it because it's unpleasant for you. And your dog 
if the first couple of encounters with other dogs is negative, then your dog will learn not to like other dogs. So if you want to change that behavior, what you have to do is you have to sit down at your desk with your thinking pen and think to yourself, who do I know that has a really cool, mellow dog? Who do I know that have dogs that are just laid back? They just, they just sit there. You know, they're, they're not interested in conflict of any kind. They get along with other dogs. They get along with other people. They are just mellowed out cool dogs. And when you find that answer, if you can't find that answer, then you go to the dog park and you seek out dogs like that. And those are the dogs that you slowly, one at a time, start bringing your dog around. And the important thing is you do it slowly. You don't just shove your dog in there. And the important thing is it has to be neutral ground. When you bring a dog, and your dog doesn't like dogs already, into your dog's home turf, into your dog's area, Mm -hmm. it's very stressful, very stressful for your dog because your dog is attacking because your dog thinks this dog's going to attack me, so I'm going to attack first. So that's what goes on in their little dog brain. So you have to start bringing your dog slowly, one at a time. And I'll give you a good... uh, uh, you know, a good uh, suggestion is either very old dogs that are just mellowed out or even tiny little puppies that, you know, maybe they're a month old or less, mm-hmm. that they're just, you know, they're just puppies. Mm-hmm. And they're not big enough to, to disturb your dog. They're just they're just basically just started walking around. Or just dogs that are just really cool, sweet, and laid back. Find one of those and start hanging out with that dog. Start bringing your dog around that dog. And just remember, it's a slow process. Your dog is going to react the same way it did last night with the dog that's mellow. But you just got to sit there, be calm, cool, collected. And you do it over and over and over. And you yourself, Kathy, have to think about how you're acting. You just have to be relaxed and think to yourself, nothing's going to happen. Everything's going to be fine. And, you know, you change the bad experience to a good experience. And the more good experiences your doggy has with other dogs, the less that negative uh, memory will take hold. It'll, it'll kind of dissipate. But you have to be very, very careful about what kinds of dogs you bring your little dog around. And it's going to take time, Kathy. Everything takes time. Mm-hmm. So she can't just go to the dog park, can she? No, that would be overwhelming. Okay. Uh, basically, if they have a dog park, but then they have a little dog park within the dog park, sometimes they have that, uh-huh. where they have like a little area. You bring your dog in the little area, and you just let your dog observe and bark and go nutty because he's behind a fence all protected. When you see somebody with a really cool, mellowed-out dog go by because that dog's not paying any attention to your dog, doesn't care, could care less, invite them in. Say, hey, you know, I want to socialize my dog. I didn't do it when my dog was little. Uh, could you bring your dog in here? Could they hang out just a little bit and just just kathy just stand there and don't say anything you know just let it happen because if it's a mellowed out on you know a mellowed out dog without any aggressiveness then you just got to sit back and go okay girl you got to handle this yourself you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta meet this dog you gotta hang with this dog and, and you know 10 15 minutes they'll be getting along it's just the humans get so nervous and crazy and mm-hmm. that energy funnels down to your dog your dog thinks there's something to be afraid of mm-hmm does that make sense? It does make sense. And, and I found myself avoiding, like when we go for walks, you know, I'll go way around and not let her go by the dog. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Absolutely. and that tells your dog, that tells your dog, whoa, mm-hmm. there's something to be scared of here. Yeah, there's something right. to be that's afraid right. of. Her dog's yeah. picking up on her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah her dog is picking up on her energy. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, this is why it's so important to socialize your dog when they're young and pay close attention to the dogs you're bringing your dog around. Just because you're at a dog park doesn't mean that all the dogs are really friendly, nice dogs. you got to observe their body language. And if you see a dog that's acting aggressively or is invading other dogs' space uh, because, you know, they're just too playful or too wound up or too excited, and you have a tiny 
rescue dog that could get scared easily. Control the situation and only bring your dog around calm, mellow dogs. Mm -hmm. And stand in front of the ones that are insane and don't let those dogs approach your dog. Protect your dog. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Judy's just learning this with Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, who's... Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's tough. I mean, uh, when when an owner is stressed, the like I always say, the worst possible obstacle and barricade that exists is not the dogs. It's the human brain and emotions. Mm -hmm. The human emotions prevent dogs from being dogs, mm -hmm. and they prevent dogs from sorting things out. But don't they usually but, raise their hackles, too, when they're aggressive? Or do they no, look at their body language. Look at the yeah. body language. That the hair stands up on the neck, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. The teeth come out. The ears go up and and back halfway. The tail is either down between the legs, you know, indicating fear, or it's up really high, indicating pride. And they're ready. I mean, they're ready to go at it. I mean, and you got to get it. You got to get in there and stop it real quick. People who have dogs that are not socialized know that their dogs get like that. Judy's dog, Ladybug, no. the studio stunt dog. She'll get the hackles up and she'll uh, show her teeth, ears will go down, yep, yep. tail Ladybug between the legs. Yeah. Fear. She's very fearful. But Ladybug is a very anxious, She's fearful dog. She's showing doggy. aggression. She's showing fear. Well, she, it is aggression. It is aggression. See, fear turns to aggression. Mm -hmm. First the dog gets afraid, and then they use aggression to compensate. That's how dogs always react in the doggy world. They use aggression because that's what they know. And it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to fight. It might mean I'm going to chase you, or it might mean I'm, I'm a little afraid of what you're going to do. What are you going to do? But a well-socialized dog, you see how when they meet, they walk by each other, they sniff each other's butts, and then they may tangle. They may be like, okay, I'm going to play now. And a lot of owners misinterpret play for aggression, and they freak out, and it teaches their dog, well, there's something to be freaked out about. Kathy, well, I hope that works out in, in socializing your dog there, but at least know that you're not the only one. Well, I really appreciate that, and uh, I'll really work on it because it is it is stressful to me, especially. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one thing before you go, Kathy. You've got to learn before you do this to have no stress. You got to think of your dog as a mirror. Whatever you whatever you project, whatever emotions or fears you have, goes right into the dog. If you're confident and calm, then your dog will be much better at meeting other dogs. But if you're if you're all tense and you're like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Oh my God, mm -hmm. you know, it's not going to go well. Yeah, that's right. Toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to the Animal Radio Dream Team. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by FlexRx. Like people, as dogs get older, arthritis is the most common problem that they face. FlexRx doesn't just mask those symptoms; it restores natural joint function. Check it out. It's available at Pet Supplies Plus. And there's a $10 off coupon over at AnimalRadio.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hey, girl, I missed you so much. Give me a yuck. Ooh, Max, your breath. Love stinks. Love stinks. Don't let bad doggy breath come between you and your pooch. Try Nutrident Complete from Nylabone, the all-natural dental treat that's clinically proven to clean teeth better than weekly brushing. That's because Nutrident Complete's unique 360-degree scrubbing nubs fight built-up plaque and tartar, the number one cause of doggy breath. Nylabone Nutrident and Nutrident Complete. Cleans like a brush, tastes like a treat. Available at PetSmart. To learn more about Nutrident and save money, visit Nylabone.com. That's N-Y-L-A-B-O-N-E.com. Nylabone.com. 
Looking for a natural solution to litter box odors? Try Sweet Scoop, the natural clumping litter that stops odors instantly, clumps fast and firm, and tracks less around the house. Unlike clay litters that are mined and never decompose, it's chemical-free and 100% biodegradable. Sweet Scoop lasts longer than other clumping litters, and thanks to their patented process, Sweet Scoop works continuously to neutralize litter box odors, no matter how many cats you own. Learn more at www.sweetscoop.com. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Hi, this is Dean Koontz on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pet. This is Animal Radio, baby. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. And we head to Larry. Hey, Larry, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Good, where are you calling from today? All right, now I'm in North Platte, Nebraska. I'm a truck driver. Okay, and drive very carefully there. I have Dr. Debbie here. What's going on? Hi, hi, Dr. Debbie. I've been fighting yeast infection in my chocolate lab's ears for a year. Okay. And I've been using all of this solution that's supposed to clean and dry them and then Odomax drops. Mm-hmm. And okay. I took I took her to our own vet back home in Minnesota um, on Thursday and he um, he looked at it under a microscope and determined that yes that's indeed what it was and then he gave her a a shot that was cortisone okay and then um i have poisoning that i put in her ears twice a day i'm driving right now so i can't get to the pills to see what all but one pill was um one and a half tablets um once a day for 20 days and he said you don't want to miss any days with this because it um it heals the skin layer by layer from the inside out and it takes 20 days to do it Okay. The other pill, I think it maybe was a follow-up to the cortisone or something. It was one pill every day for seven days and then one every other day for 14 days. Okay. Yeah, that's now, what it sounds like. It sounds like probably an antibiotic was the first one because it takes about three weeks for cell turnover. And then the second one uh, sounds like a steroid of some sort because you had a tapering schedule there. Okay. Now, here's my question. Uh, he mentioned that by the time I go through this with all the medications and stuff, like four times, I could pay for the surgery. And what surgery is that? And he explained, he actually took his finger and run it down Candy's cheekbone, and he says we would actually cut away that ear canal or cut that, slice that ear canal down to where it, oh, about two inches or so, down to where it makes it turn in. Oh, and yeah, okay. stitch it up so it stays open and it could drain and I know, you know, in humans, doctors put tubes in your ears sometimes for people that have problems with water in their ears and they can drain them. I wondered if you had heard of that because I talked to some other people that are pretty big time into dogs and they hadn't heard of that surgery before. 
Yeah, and, and from what it sounds like, he's recommended a surgery called a lateral ear canal uh, resection. And basically, the place that this procedure can have for dogs with ear problems um, are particularly those that we have trouble getting down to the deep part of the ear canal. And, and dogs' ear canals are a very different shape than ours. With, with people, you could take a Q-tip and accidentally shove it too far and pop your eardrum. With dogs, that is impossible with normal uh, routine means because there's a part of the eardrum that goes down uh, vertically and then it turns and goes horizontally inside the base of the head. So it's really kind of like an L, if you will. And um, if there's infection at that deep part where the L is horizontal, it's really hard to get that cleaned out effectively. So um, the ear resection surgery removes that outside uh, wall of cartilage and basically allows you to get the medicine down at the source. So he's right. That can be a very helpful thing. Um, and I actually, the last dog I had that done that surgery on was a standard poodle, not a dog you think of a whole lot with some of these you know, ear infections. And it really made a uh-huh. huge difference in the home care and, um, and, and really for the people tackling that. Now, there are some other things that, you know, as far as with recurrent ear infections, uh, for me, a lot of it is really getting to some of the core reasons why we get ear infections in uh, dogs or Labradors in particular. Um, So things like um, thyroid problems, low thyroid problems in dogs can cause a propensity for ear infections. So if, you know, your vet thinks that might be something worthwhile checking out, you know, it's a great thing if we can treat it. Yeah. And then other things so common in retrievers, uh, as well as other dogs, are allergies, uh, seasonal allergies and food allergies. So some dogs with those types of conditions will just blow with ear infections on again and off again all the time. So it's a little bit more costly to do some of the testing for some of the allergy conditions. But there are some simple things like diet change, going to hypoallergenic diets, um, or using some medicines to, that are geared towards symptoms of allergy, um, like cyclosporine, which is, is actually my preference rather than steroids on a long-term basis. If we can, uh, you know, avoid steroids, I prefer that. So, so those are some more like long-term strategies you can look at. And, uh, you know, I, so I wouldn't poo-poo that idea of the surgery. It's just for me, I, I would want to make sure it's something that, you know, is appropriate for, for your pet. And, and then the other big problem I see with a lot of dogs with recurrent ear infections is we just don't get to the heart of the infection and clean the ear out. And, uh, you know, if we're considering that plumbing builds in dogs' ears, um, it's hard to clean at home. So ear flushes under general anesthesia can be very helpful to get that plumbing clean, get the garbage out, and then it helps you to be more effective in your home care. So that might be something as well if that's, you know, appropriate for him. And see, he did explain that to me, too. He said, uh, I probably wasn't going nearly deep enough, but I'd go like an inch and she'd yelp, you know, it was hurting her. So he didn't Mm -hmm. try to pursue it either by going any further. He said, we got to get that healed up. But he was afraid maybe that my attempts at cleaning, I was just pushing it down inside worse, you know. So yeah, I hope we yeah. get it on top of it. But I just, that was the main thing I wanted to know if you had heard about that surgery. And, yeah, I will, uh, I wrote down thyroid problem. I will ask about that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And the lateral ear canal surgery, um, the dog, uh, the breed that we tend to do this the most in tends to be Cocker Spaniels um, because uh, for a lot of reasons they tend to have uh, a lot of ear infections. So if that procedure is done early on before there's a lot of chronic scarring in those ears, um, some of these pets can can really can manage them much, much easier at home. And they just look a little different. You know, it's fine. You know, the ear flap covers it. So it's not anything that, you know, would change uh, aesthetics or anything. So okay. well, thank you for your Call Larry. Oh, Good luck with that. Help. I've talked to you before about a couple of years ago about her. I can't remember what the issue was. You're always a lot of help, and I sure do enjoy your program on the radio. Glad to help. Thank you. So, Thank you for your call, Larry. Thanks again. Bye now. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. You know, we hear about new listeners every week. It's great to hear about listeners like that that have been with us for so long. We we enjoy it. Thank you so much. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. It's time for your Sweet Scoop Minute with Doc Halligan. Proper identification for your cat can be a matter of life and death. I recommend that all cats wear a breakaway collar with current legible identification. I like the breakaway collars because they greatly reduce the risk of strangulation. Now, these breakaway collars are connected with a snap-away plastic closure that's designed to break if it's subjected to a lot of tension. And you know how cats are. They have a curious nature, and, and they can get their collar caught on trees or fences or bed springs, furniture, anywhere they like to jump and hide. So the breakaway feature allows the collar to unsnap if it gets snagged or caught. To get the proper fit, you want to use a measuring tape and measure around your cat's neck, making sure you separate the hair and measure down to the skin. Then add one inch to your measurement. You have the proper fit if you're able to just put one finger between the collar and your cat's neck. This was a Sweet Scoop Minute with Doc Alligan. Sweet Scoop Clumping Litter stops odors instantly, clumps fast and firm, and tracks less. Learn more at www.sweetscoop.com. Looking for a natural solution to litter box odors? Try Sweet Scoop, the natural clumping litter that stops odors instantly, clumps fast and firm, and tracks less around the house. Unlike clay litters that are mined and never decompose, it's chemical-free and 100% biodegradable. Sweet Scoop lasts longer than other clumping litters, and thanks to their patented process, Sweet Scoop works continuously to neutralize litter box odors, no matter how many cats you own. Learn more at www.sweetscoop.com. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog. Only the good stuff. For more information, go to Stella and Chewy's. For dogs, like people, arthritis is the most common health problem, and joints are stressed even more with increased activity in summer. FlexRx is a new way to safely and effectively treat canine joint health problems. All-natural FlexRx doesn't mask symptoms like other products. It's clinically proven to restore healthy joint function. With FlexRx, your dogs can enjoy an improved quality of life they've earned and deserve. Flex RX is available at Pet Supplies Plus or visit ProLabsPets.com. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. 
Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to phytofriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. A New York woman is potentially facing jail time after she refused a plea deal for stealing a cat. According to the New York Post, Nancy Glassman admitted to taking a cat named Cosmo from a bagel shop and then driving it to a local animal shelter. She believed that the resident cat was being abused because there were sores on its ears and it had like scruffy looking fur. So she was later arrested and then charged with burglary. Well, while she doesn't deny taking the cat, she rejected a plea bargain because she doesn't feel that she did anything wrong. The deal would have dismissed the charges and kept her out of jail if she stayed out of trouble for the next six months. But instead, she's ready to take the case to trial and is risking up to seven years in prison if she's found guilty. A parrot in Belurus has almost a shot at becoming one of the country's new regional counselors, according to BBC News. The bird's activist owner successfully registered his pet as a candidate in a local election. The Electoral Commission apparently accepted his photoshopped identity document with a picture of the bird named Yasha and even processed an application to set up an associated campaign group. Yasha's owner says he was trying to showcase the futility of Belarusian politics. So once he felt he accomplished that goal, he immediately withdrew the bird's documents to avoid any possible penalties. Dog treats linked to hundreds of animal deaths and thousands of illnesses are returning to store shelves soon. Be aware of this, despite having no firm evidence of what caused the deaths and sickness, Wagon Train and Milo's Kitchen brand treats, they're going to be sold again. Last year, a nationwide recall was issued. The Food and Drug Administration said all animal owners should avoid jerky pet treats. Well, Nestle Purina Pet Care officials say they're going to reintroduce a line of wagon train treats for dogs starting next month, including products that are made from a single supplier in China and new products sourced entirely in the U.S. A dog owner's been reunited with his pets after enlisting the help of dun, 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 pet detectives. Two brown and white Springer Spaniels, Larson and Nell, they were stolen from a summer house at Gary Notley's home. Mr. Notley, who was 53, got in touch with Wales-based business Stolen and Stray Pet Recovery to help find his pets. Well, after a couple weeks, the detectives had tracked down the dogs. They were still in Essex, and it's believed they may have been stolen for breeding. Uh, Stolen and Stray co-founder Stephanie Kent Nye said Gary got in touch quickly and if people leave it for weeks, the trail can go cold. But they publicized it all across vets and authorities and then they picked up some intelligence that allowed us to act. The hunt for dogs was shared also through social media with more than 1,800 Facebook users liking the Find Nell and Larson page. That's really how they got him back through uh, Facebook. The dogs have been recovered and police are investigating the circumstances. I think that's all you need. We don't even need a police department anymore. Facebook, that's where it all has to go. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com. This has been an animal radio news update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. 
Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. We already have the lowest prices on flooring, but now you can save even more on every floor in our new catalog at Lumber Liquidator Spring Flooring Sale. Get the look of hardwood for 49 cents a square foot. Beautiful bamboo for just 139 Plus get $100 to $500 off over 130 varieties of hardwood, over 50 varieties of laminate, and more. Minimum purchase supplies. See store for details. We have over 350 incredibly low-priced floors, and now you can save even more. Hurry, sales going on now. Visit LumberLiquidators.com or your local store today. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Stole free. 1-866-405-8405 to the Dream Team here at Animal Radio. We'll head back to the phones in just a couple of seconds. Right now we have Dr. Jennifer Bolser on the phone. We actually had you scheduled a couple weeks back. I think... Uh, Maybe you forgot the, I don't know, dementia. I, you actually had emergency surgery. <laughs> she didn't get dementia, happened. Hal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I had an emergency surgery that I got um, involved in, and I'm sorry that I couldn't make it last week. Uh, that's okay. We can appreciate that. Occasionally, Dr. Debbie, you'll get called out for an emergency, and that's that what happens. it's all about is the animals first. That's right. Uh, my Uncle Milton, a little bit of dementia. He's going through Alzheimer's. It's sad. What really frustrates me is that he doesn't remember me. He doesn't know who I am. Very frustrating. And then I saw this article that you, you had authored talking about Alzheimer's disease in animals. And I, I was like, really? Do they get that? So what we call it in animals is cognitive dysfunction syndrome. And it's similar to Alzheimer's. I, I wouldn't say that um, we would classify it as true Alzheimer's at, at this stage. Um, but the the decline in the brain and the changes that occur in the brain in canine cognitive dysfunction syndrome is similar to what happens with people in Alzheimer's. And um, so, yes, I mean, there is there are changes that can occur as animals age in the brain, and it can cause this decrease in um, sensation and awareness um, similar to what Alzheimer's patients experience. So can my dog forget who I am? You know, uh, in some extreme 
um, cases, yes, some dogs can start to lose their relationships with their their family or other animal members in their family, and and you can see sort of a a decreased social interaction that starts to occur in some extreme cases of dogs that are experiencing cognitive dysfunction and similar with cats as well. Um, so is it that they forget who you are? I don't know that we know that for sure, but it's just they aren't aware and their brain is not processing their social interactions and structures like it was before. They're living longer than ever, our animals. Is that Correct. Does that mean that you're seeing more of these cases of CCD that, that you've ever seen because they are living longer than ever? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the theory, and that's what we're experiencing. And, you know, with good veterinarian care and other therapies to help manage different medical disorders these days, we can have our domesticated pets live a lot longer. And the cognitive dysfunction that occurs is because the brain, is a, it's a slow degenerative process of the brain. And so that occurs with time. So the longer an animal or, you know, even people live, the more degenerative changes can occur in the brain. And that's why we do see this syndrome a lot more. What about wild animals? Do animals in the wild get dementia as well? Yeah, so likely they can. Like Their brain can go through the degenerative process, um, just like domesticated dogs and cats. But in the wild, as soon as they're going to lose any, you know, cognitive abilities, reasoning, hunting abilities, that sort of thing, they're not going to survive in the wild. So wildlife veterinarians, biologists, et cetera, they're not going to appreciate this disease as much in wildlife because simply these animals just won't survive if their brain is not functioning as well as it should. You've talked about CCD here. What about other diseases that humans have, like OCD? For instance, I have to walk into the studio (laughs) and then walk out and then walk in and then walk out three times before I could do a show. Yeah, dogs turn around, Hal. Haven't you seen them turn around three times? Is that OCD? Yeah, there are some dogs that can have OCD characteristics just like people, yes. Um, And, you know, there are dogs that we manage with similar medications as people do to help with their OCD behaviors. Um, But a lot of that is also we involve trainers' behaviors to help um, with those conditions. But absolutely, most of the OCD, or I would say one of the most common forms and, and signs that we can see with dogs with OCD can be as simple as, excessive licking, especially excessive licking of a, of a paw, and that can be one of the most common subtle signs of an OCD-like behavior that we can see. But yes, other dogs can do the circling or the or pacing, especially if you if there's animals that aren't getting enough mental stimuli, um, mm. such as you'll see with zoo animals, that sort of thing. They'll have the um, kind of OCD patterns of, of behavior um, that we can recognize. Well, this is very intriguing. Uh, we yeah. we were with Dr. Jennifer Bolser. You're in uh, Boulder, correct? At the Humane Society here, correct? What about uh, antidepressants? Would there be any use for an antidepressant in an animal? Do they get depressed? Yeah. So we do use antidepressants in animals for for behavioral things. And as far as you know, is it depression? I think that's you know that's kind of projecting a human mm-hmm. disease form onto an animal that I don't know that we could say it's true depression. But for anxiety issues, we do use antidepressant drugs that are used in people for a lot of anxiety issues in dogs and cats. Where can we learn more? Is there a website for you guys over there? Yes, www.boulderhumane.org. Of course, we'll link to everything you've heard on today's hey, show. Yeah, go ahead, Alan. Hey, hey, doctor, do you ever see my buddy Alexa Tobiasen around there anymore? Oh, of course. Yes. She's here tell today, her actually. She's awesome. Yeah, tell her Alan Cable loves her and misses her. Al- Alan Cable? Yep. I will. That's great. Yeah, so 
I will tell her. There you go. Alan's <laughs> former career as a DJ in Denver, Colorado. Also. Yeah, just go no, ahead and no, use his radio a, show. That's so Alexa works at the Humane Society. I've known her for years. She's the sweetest person alive. Wow. Yes, no, she's fantastic. Yes, she's, she does some relief with us now, and she's also um, a dental assistant now, primarily. Well, maybe you want to talk to her, Alan. Forget the radio show. Why don't you guys just go talk? And <laughs> yeah, we'll just do. have a conversation there. Yeah, okay. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> this multi-million dollar yeah. radio station for this. Uh, <laughs> oh, you guys. Doc, we thank you for hanging with us today. We have so much fun with you. There's so much to learn. We're going to have to do it again. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. It'd be great. There you go. The good doctor. Her website, boulderhumane.org. And, uh, well, how did you know that? You, you impress you me sometimes. Because you're you kind of Alexa? a homebody. You don't get out a lot. What are you doing at Alexa? the Humane Society in yes. Boulder? Yes. You know, I get around people. You know what I'm saying? I get around. What was that doctor's name? Because i got to tell Alexa that I just had around. <laughs> this hour of Animal Radio is brought to you by, go ahead, I want you to say it. Little robot. What do I say funny? You say robot. Robot. It's a robot. It's robot. A litter robot. Yeah, it sounds like litter robot. Litter robot. The way I say it? Robot. 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 What do I say? Litter robot. I say litter robot. So let me do this. This is Animal Radio. My name is Judy. Wow. Wow. (laughs) uh, Sorry. Very talented. You, have nice you, know, you don't want to know nice all my impressions I do of you guys. <laughs> oh, let's hear what you do of Hal. I want to hear that one. No, no, I, I really don't. Come on, I'll come work on, on it. I'll, on. I'll work on one. It's not a. Is it a robot? Robot. R O B O T. Litter robot. Okay, I have to change uh, that. Litter robot. <laughs> that just sounds funny. It's a robot. <laughs> robot. That sounds funny. Any way you cut it, they have eliminated that dreaded chore with Litter Robot. The litter box is as simple as changing the kitchen garbage bag every few days. That's easy. It really is. Seven minutes after the cat uses it, it automatically rotates and it separates the waste clumps from the litter. And you know what? It does such a good job, it can save you up to 50% on cat litter. No better time than now. It's made in the USA with a 90-day money-back guarantee and an 18-month full warranty. Head on over to their website at litter-robot.com. That's litter-robot.com and check this out. You know, one of my favorite features is you don't have to buy special litter. You can use what your cat is used to. Absolutely, and you don't need any special bags or cartridges for this. It is the future, and it is here now. Litter Robot Robot. Little Robot. Litter-robot.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Let's hit the phones with Dr. Debbie right now. We have Carrie on the phone. Hi, Carrie. Hi, how are you? Very good. Where are you today? I am on I-95, driving south. Okay. Are you? Do you drive for a living? Uh, no. Okay. So no. Just traveling across the country today. How can we help you? Are you traveling with pets? Uh, no. I have a question about my son. I'm babysitting his reptiles while he's at camp. Okay. I was going to say, I don't do anything for children, but this <laughs> gecko, I will. <laughs> so what's going on there with the little lizard? Yeah, it's a leopard gecko, and um, she's not eating for me. I guess the last two sheds, it looks like she's clumping skin at her eyes. So oh, I'm not okay. sure how well she can see. I tried a little bit of warm compress to see if I could help get the skin off around the eyes. Helped a yeah. little bit, but 
Well, what you're describing is actually a really big problem in these little guys, and the, the underlying problem tends to be inadequate humidity. And um, even though they're, you know, native from Afghanistan and, you know, a dry environment, they really do need moisture to enable that skin to shed. When it doesn't, we can get um, problems where the toes can actually dry up, dry up and fall off. The eyes get horrible uh, conjunctivitis and even abscesses under the lids. So with what you're dealing with, this may very well need a veterinarian to get involved. Um, mm-hmm. And I can tell you, I worked um, very closely with my little niece's classroom to work on this problem with their classroom pet. And um, some of the things that we would recommend would be to definitely do even soaking with a little reptile, um, supervised, you know, where we've got them in a All little right. um, nice warm water bath. And, um, you know, if it's something where there's just a little bit of skin, it might not be a problem to pull that. But if we're talking the eyes, it's really something where in many cases as a veterinarian what we'll need to do is get in under the eyelids, pull out the dried up pus that's down in there and to remove that skin um, and then get them on antibiotics and all that kind of stuff as well. The ways environmentally we can help to avoid that and try to change some things like right now would be we really need to make sure there's good humidity and the best way I recommend is um, a humidity chamber. Um, So I don't know, do you have something like that in the enclosure? um, Like a a clay kind of pot area that you've got like sphagnum moss in there, so it's kind of moist in there because that's where she's laid eggs before when he uh-huh. had the geckos. So that area is moist. But should I spray her too? Spraying is fine. If you're doing a soak, that's another way to get that moisture directly to the skin. Um, in the areas of the eyes, there are medications that might be the safest around that area, but on the areas of the toes where they can get a little uh, skin caught up, I'll use a lot of times even just Vaseline down there just to kind of soften that. Um, but, yeah, and the problem is when the eyes get infected and when they get all crusted up, the appetite goes down. And in many cases, unless we effectively treat those eyes, get the skin off, get the conjunctivitis under control, she's just going to do a slow decline and not turn around. So, um, you know, this is kind of where I know they're little guys, um, but, you know, there are veterinarians that can help you in your area to to get this little one turned around to hopefully feeling better and get get her eating. (laughs) We wish you the best of luck. Thank you. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. Hey, Stace, what do you want to talk You know, it's pretty cool when somebody adopts a pet that needs a home. But when a whole town adopts an animal, that's a whole different story. And this was not just one lucky dog. This was one lucky pig. Huh. <laughs> I'll give you the details coming up on Animal Radio News. I cannot wait. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. An Australian woman was recently sentenced to nine months of community service for smuggling protected fish from Asia in her dress. 45-year-old Sharon Naismith was caught in a Melbourne airport trying to smuggle the fish. Customs officers reportedly heard flipping noises coming from her clothes and conducted a search. In a specially made apron under her dress, they found 15 plastic bags filled with water and fish, one rare Asian arowana that Customs said was worth tens of thousands of dollars, and 14 catfish. Naismith, who had just arrived from Singapore, pleaded guilty to a charge of attempting to import regulated wildlife. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animals.
This is Loretta Swift, and I'm on Animal Radio. And please don't forget to stay and neuter. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Take a call for Dr. Debbie. We have Linda on the phone. Hey, Linda, welcome to the show. Uh, well, thank you very much. I really appreciate uh, all your help that you're going to give me today. <laughs> all right. That's optimistic that I'm full of information today. <laughs> oh, well, I've got a three year old female chihuahua that um, she's not very sociable. She likes to be completely by herself. I've got two issues. One, she's got a strip of her hair missing from the top of her head all the way to her tail, and I was told that was stress, but I don't know if that's true. I need you to clear that one up first. Okay. So she's just missing the hair? Yeah. Just one little, one very, she weighs less than two pounds. She's three years old. Weighs less than two pounds, but she's got a strip from like the top of her head all the way down to her tail that's just missing just just a couple inches. Okay. And has she always had this? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I wouldn't call that stress. For me, that is a symptom potentially of a, um, a spinal deformity that could have happened, kind of a, a, oh. a lack of the ability of the normal spine and the vertebrae in that area to, to really develop fully. Uh, we see that sometimes in some breeds like Weimaraners um, and where they can have some kind of uh, problems with a hair coat right along the spine. Well, so it's interesting um, if, that... It's very interesting that you say that because I didn't know that much about chihuahuas, but when she has to go to the bathroom, she starts very slowly in a circle, and then she starts going so fast you can't even watch her. You're going to get dizzy. And I mm-hmm. gave her to somebody that had a, sort of a vet background and said, the person that I gave her to said she's hydrocephalic, water on the brain, and she needs a shunt. And mm-hmm. I just want to know if that's true because... All chihuahuas I know go in circles. But she she just goes very very fast. Yeah, well, a couple of things. You, you mentioned this baby's really small, this kind of weird yeah. strip down her back, and circling. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely all of those things kind of mean different things. But hydrocephalus basically will back up is uh, where the head inside the brain, the fluids build up within the CSF. And that buildup of fluid can disrupt the brain as well as the nerve function. So we can see some abnormalities. And those might in- include things like circling, um, behavior changes. We might have a real stilted or spastic kind of gait. Um, we may see seizures. And a lot of dogs with hydrocephalus have, you know, problems learning. They're not as quick and and not as p- easy to pick up on things like house training. So all of those I types of... With? Is there What's anything that? that I can, is there anything that I can do to help? She's not in any pain, she doesn't seem like. Is there mm-hmm. anything I can help with this condition... Yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, I think there's a lot that can be done medically. Your, uh, friend mentioned, you know, certainly having a shunt or basically a little pathway that can be put in by far. You know, I'd say that's for pets that are having a lot of the severe symptoms of hydrocephalus. That is the best thing that we can do to, to really alleviate the pressure, give that a place to drain. And basically what they do is they put a little tube, a little shunt into the brain and it tunnels under the skin into the abdomen and it helps drain that fluid. And that helps to relieve the pressure, which relieves the symptoms and we have a more normal pet and about 80% of dogs that have this type of uh, surgery um, it can't they can benefit greatly from now short well, of that 
if we're trying um, to just to control her symptoms, we would be looking at medical uh, management, things that will help to decrease inflammation in the brain, and that would include things like steroids. Um, There are other drugs that we can use to decrease the fluid production in the CSF, in the central nervous system, and those might include diuretics, steroids, and then there's some other medications. So there are some things... I'm worried because she weighs less than two pounds, and they didn't even want to... um, uh, I don't know if it's spay or neuter, but they they didn't want to do that because she was so small, so I'm worried about any kind of surgery because she is so tiny. Yeah, and I think with this situation, you know, the the fear of surgery versus the benefits of the outcome, you have to weigh that. The reason she is small is because she's stunted, because she has a brain developmental problem. So that's what's kept her small. So, you know, not that she's going to get a lot bigger, but that is a fact of her brain dysfunction right now. And personality-wise, circling-wise, yeah, I could definitely attribute those types of symptoms to a dog that has, especially if we've got the bulging head and a lot of dogs with hydrocephalus also have the eyes that kind of point down into the outside. That can be right. very distinctive uh, for a pet with hydrocephalus. Right. Well, when she's so, going yeah. in circles, she looks completely on the ground, and then when she's doing her business, she just looks up, in the, and then she's done, and then she wants to, she's totally uh, antisocial. She wants to go find um, some dirty clothes and burrow herself in, but I do have her brother that's probably five times her size. So I was wondering about the difference in size, and you cleared that up for me. And, and, you know, who knows? You know, this baby, you know, I don't know if surgery is the right thing for her or not, but there definitely could be some things that can be done. If surgery is pursued, though, this is something Mm -hmm. that is only available generally at specialty veterinary practices or vet school. So it is a pretty, you know, because it is, um, you know, kind of higher level surgery, you know, it's not something your regular veterinarians are going to do. And because these people have special training in this field, you know, I don't think that I particularly would be afraid of referring a two-pound dog to their services and to their care. This is what they do. Oh. You know, they have these extensive skills in these arenas. So, um, you know, oh. if that is a possibility, then, you know, I'd look into it, pursue it. Some things that yeah. we do to figure that out, we might do a CT scan, an MRI, or even just sometimes starting with an ultrasound of the brain. If we have a soft spot or an open area in the brain, we can look at that. So, oh, Okay. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate all your help. Thanks for your call today. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Featuring your Dream Team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joy Villani, Communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. I am so happy to say that Alan Cable is not sick anymore. Boy, you really got rid of that, what was it, bronchitis? Yeah, it's uh, finally going away. You sound back to, you actually have that sexy voice there. Oh, thank you, Hal. So, Alan, Uh, were were you treating yourself, or did you actually see a doctor? Treating myself with what? My my wife had it, and uh, I got the. It seemed like I had the same thing, but I didn't go to the doctor. So you just suffered in silence, okay? Well, uh, no, I don't suffer in silence. I make lots no, of noise. No, that's right. It's pretty yeah. loud. Pretty pretty <laughs> noisy. Let's uh let's hit the phones. Toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. This hour we're going to talk to Dave Clark, uh, not the Dave Clark on uh, what was it? Uh, Revenge on TV. 
What what is that? Yes. Is that a, like a yes. Fox show? Yeah. Must be on Fox. That is that is on ABC. It is on ABC? It's like one of the highest rated shows. Where have you been? I tell you, I just don't turn on the TV. I'd rather surf the internet. Yes. Or you. read a book or, or something be on like Facebook. that. Yeah, there you go. Stacy, who's always surfing the internet and watching all the TV, what do you got going on? An Italian man has been arrested, and uh, it's probably going to outrage you when I tell you what he did. And the penalty that he will face just does not seem appropriate for what happened. And if you love cats, this is going to be a tough story to hear. But I I think it's important that you know about it. I'll give you all the details coming up on Animal Radio News. And we go to Bob. Hey, Bob. Hello. Where are you calling from? Uh, Bakersfield. Lovely Bakersfield. How are you doing? You having a good Uh, day? Very good. I'm doing good. What's going on with your animals? Well, my dog... uh about three months has been uh, throwing up, and uh, uh, then it, about a uh, month and a half ago, it quit, uh, he quit eating, hmm. and uh, I, I, I've had him at the vet and had several uh, tests run on him, and um, I, I, I'm really at uh, kind of wit's end right now. He uh, was started throwing, throwing up, uh, started throwing up blood and some bile, some blood clots. Oh, boy. And, okay. Um, I took him to, to, our, to my vet, and uh, she ran a blood test, and, uh, which came back negative, and then ran, uh, uh, trying to think, <laughs> did the, the dye and an x-ray down his stomach. A barium study? Yes, uh-huh. Okay. And, and that came, came back with n- no results on that as negative. Okay. Okay. And then she ran an ultrasound, uh, which came back negative. Okay. And then she recommended having the, the scope uh, down the stomach. Okay, yeah. Um, and so uh, I went to another vet that, that did that, and uh, he did find some lesions. Um, he did a biopsy. And uh, is it Dupra or uh, where the what? small intestine meets? He found several lesions there. But the autopsy came back inconclusive. So and he, I'm sorry, I missed some of that. So the biopsy, something was, what was found? Uh, some uh, lesions, uh, several lesions around the dupra or the dutra or... Duodenum? Or, yeah, I guess that was it. Okay, alrighty. And so uh, we've been, uh, my, my vet has, has, has had him on uh, sucrophate. Okay. We tried Nexium. Uh, we've had him on fomatidine, um, and uh, nothing seems to work on keeping him uh, from throwing up. And he quit completely quit eating. Where I got to feed him by hand. Um, I was feeding him yogurt, uh, the Greek yogurt, plain yogurt, and then I started feeding him um, the baby formula, uh, a powdered formula, the Nutrimagen or whatever. I don't. And uh, he's he's still throwing up. And not keeping anything down. Hmm, okay. um, my vet has uh, consulted with other vets, and you know we just really haven't uh, come up with anything. She said she could send him to uh, a specialist uh, in Ventura, but uh, you know I don't know what uh, you know. I, I spent quite a bit of money, which is you know if I could help him, it'd be uh, mm-hmm. uh, no object, but uh, right. Well, and I think, you know, Bob, I have to say that your, your veterinarianist definitely sounds like they've done all the, the type of initial tests that I would do when we're faced with chronic 
vomiting. And especially what concerns me with your baby's situation is that we're not only having vomiting, but we're losing our appetite. And those two things together definitely, for me, would tell me that we have an urgency that um, there's something more major going on that we have to, you know, decide if we're going to figure that out or we're going to proceed with kind of more symptomatic care. So obviously I haven't, you know, seen the specifics of your pet's tests, the blood work and so forth, but I would tell you that if I have a patient and I've done all those tests and nothing significant is coming up that I can find an explanation for this vomiting, then I would certainly advocate getting a specialty opinion. So seeing a specialist, I think that would be the the best way that we can get to the bottom of things because it may take doing something a little bit more in detail or maybe even repeating a test but with having a specialist eyes on it. So, for example, a scoping can be very helpful, but sometimes it really is very quite important on what areas of the intestine that we sample um, or that we don't sample and um, in that way, or even an ultrasound. Sometimes analyzing things may be normal at one point, but with time, and it certainly sounds like you know, you've got a lot that you've been doing, you know, things like an ultrasound, things can change from one day to even a week or uh, the next. So that might be well worth it. Now, in you, for you, I think, you know, obviously you said you've already spent a fair amount of money on things, and you need to decide if that's a direction you want to go or not. Um, but it, it does sound like your veterinarian is tapping into a lot of good different therapies for vomiting. And for me, I certainly, uh, you mentioned some of the antacids. I do like using those. If I had to pick some medicines, if we're just going to try some things to see what happens and to kind of do more of what we call empirical treatment of vomiting, um, there is a drug called Serenia that I will often use um, along with many of those other anti-nausea medicines. Always, um, with a vomiting case, uh, do a deworming with fenbendazole. Um, just if the pet can hold it down, it is a good measure. If we've got something weird like stomach worms that don't show up on fecal samples. And then from there, there's, you know, the different diets. If you won't eat anything, we're going to be in a kind of rock and a hard place. But some hypoallergenic diets can be helpful if we're dealing more with inflammatory bowel disease or some of the inflammatory conditions in the, in the gut. But yeah. I think, for for many people, I I have pets where if we're thinking this is something more an inflammatory nature, like inflammatory bowel disease, or even you know some early kind of cancer we just can't identify, uh, we can go the route of immunosuppressives and diet therapy, um, but realizing that things like steroids can make some conditions much better, can make some much worse. So that would be kind of my last resort to tap into the, those medicines unless you're absolutely certain you're not going to you know, see a specialist. And then um, I don't know if you mentioned a medicine called re- metoclopramide, which is um, also known as Reglan. It's a motility drug that helps to kind of help uh, the stomach, uh, you know, the, the vomiting reflex, helps keep things moving through. Um, what what the, was the name of that again? Metoclopramide. But that in Serenia, but, but really, Bob, I mean, it sounds like, um, depending on your pet's condition, I, I think it would be um, most prudent to see a specialist if you can swing it. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, if, if you didn't have a lot of other stuff going on, for many dogs that have chronic vomiting symptoms, I will think of testing for a disease called Addison's disease. And um, that's a disease of the adrenal glands that can cause vomiting, uh, loss of appetite, lethargy, and we basically check cortisone, uh, cortisol levels in the body. And so I'm not sure if that's something we would consider for your baby, but it, it might be something just to ask your veterinarian if, if we uh, ought to consider doing that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, he's 11 years old. And 
he was, you know, we kind of thought he did have worms. Uh, so he was treated really mm-hmm. at the very beginning for worms, and uh, it hasn't gotten any better. It's okay. progressively got worse. Oh, okay. gosh, Bob. It's, it's tough, Bob, and I know you're in a, a challenging spot with him, and getting something, some kind of nutrition down him is going to be important just so we can keep his strength up and keep those gut and all the all the intestinal tract, keep that working. Excuse me. One thing I forgot to tell you, and it's probably very important, um, I take him back and forth between Bakersfield and uh, Grover Beach, and uh, I have a mat in the back, and it kind of flaps in the wind, and, and he chews at it, and it has has the rubber backing with a fiber on the top. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was uh, uh, when he was uh, going to the bathroom, uh, pooping, he would it would have all kinds of uh, it looked like hair, but it was that fiber. Wow, yeah. that's kind of an important key piece of information there. So there could be an obstruction, yeah. right? Yeah, Ab- yeah absolutely. And so that would be definitely a, a reason to look into that further. Yeah, and, you know, he'd, uh, uh, he, he would have the rubber that looked like uh, rubber come out that was uh, it, oh. it originally started out black, but it, uh, I guess the stomach enzymes or whatever changed the color of it. But mm-hmm. uh, it seemed, he seemed to be clear of it now, but I don't know. He might still have some in his lodged in the stomach or his intestine. I don't know. Yep, that, that's definitely possible. That, that is so. So, yeah, and again, I, I definitely would urge you, Bob, to, to get this baby looked at maybe with a, a specialist here. And hopefully it's something that simple. Thanks for your Absolutely. call, Bob. one 405 to speak to the Dream Team right now. Dr. Debbie, of course, is here. She's also the author of uh, Yorkshire Terrier, Shih Tzus, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. And we have links to those right from AnimalRadio.com. Great little ebook reads. Uh, are we going to head back to the phones? Oh, yes. who do we have coming up? Oh, Stacy's jumping up and down, too. Let's take care of Stacy first. Stacy, what do you got? You know, the best way to find your pet, probably when it's lost, is you put up the signs all around your neighborhood and, you know, a picture of your dog or your cat, and hopefully somebody calls you. But you know what? In Wales, there's a new company, and they're called Pet Detectives, and they actually can help you find your dog. Huh. I'll give you, or your cat. I'll give you all the info coming up on Animal Radio News. Okay. We'll go to the phones next. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. This President's Day, Guitar Center wants you to feel like you have the power in your hands. Not the power to manage national affairs or change laws. I mean the cool kind of power. Like the power of a Fender Acoustic or an Ibanez electric guitar, $99 each. That's what I'm talking about. Plus, there are hundreds of other deals, like three sets of Martin acoustic guitar strings or an amazing clip-on guitar tuner for just 10 bucks. Celebrate President's Day by feeling the power of the greatest feeling on Earth. Only at Guitar Center. Now through Monday. Geico presents Strange Savings Stories. Astronomers detected an interstellar transmission. It stated, Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. The implications were staggering. Was the cosmos telling us we could all save hundreds on car insurance with Geico? Or did their radar merely pick up a signal from the nearby Rufus and Clyde's morning show? We may never know. 
GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. When you do your taxes with TurboTax Federal Free Edition, your federal return is free. And now with TurboTax, you can use your federal refund to buy a gift card worth that much plus 5%. That means you get your refund plus new running shoes or your refund plus binoculars or your refund plus lots of things because it's your plus, your very own plus to do whatever your tax-doing heart desires. Simple returns only. Offer details at TurboTax.com. Intuit TurboTax. It's amazing what you're capable of. Really? No way. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams. Here to get craft beer drinkers' reaction as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I, I like that. Think you've had this beer before? No. This is Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Sam Adams! Like, <laughs> I was going to say Sam Adams. That's easy to drink. It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable beer. Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this tested is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass, it was Boston. This is Paula Poundstone. Wait, I forget where I am. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. I love that. Hey, this is Paula Poundstone on Animal Radio. Spay and neuter your pets or we're going to be eaten alive. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Oh, man. What's up, Alan? It's pretty you crazy around here, Dr. Deb. I was telling Halloweshus and Judy Ju- Judacious what was going on around here. <laughs> yeah, you know, my daughter got lice from her friend, so her friend comes over every night and they pick each other's heads. You know, they do the shampoo. They're, just, they're both insane. But the funny part is, this girl is such a freak. She's like, you know, when they're in the cafeteria, she's like, you can't eat that. It touched the table. Yet when she's picking the lice out of my daughter's head, she's eating M&Ms at the same time. It's just, like, <laughs> what's the what's the word for that? It's just crazy. Does she does she so, eat the lice, too? Does she, like, pick it like, like a monkey? Her mother did. Her crazy mother did. She got no. so mad she ate one. Wow. Yeah. So how are you protecting yourself from getting lice? Oh, you can't get it. I mean, it's, it's so much in misinformation. If you have short hair, they don't go near you. And most of the time, the adults don't get it. Just the kids get it. And then, uh, you know, you wash, you use the shampoo, and then you, you just keep checking, and you wash everything. Because after two days, they can't live. they got to be attached to your head to live. So two days, they die. And in ten days, you don't have to worry about their eggs either. It's just so gross, though. Like, every kid's had it that we know. But the people who haven't had it are all freaked out, you know. They're like, don't go near them. I'd be freaked out. Well, they can't hurt you. But I did. I shaved all my hair off. When I saw Alan come into the studio this morning, I thought that he was joining the reserve or something. I didn't know what that was about. Well, I know I don't have them because my daughters won't touch me, but, you know, just in case. Well, if you weren't so annoying or mean, is that what what it's all about? That's what she calls me. You're so annoying. (laughs) That's what she says. You're just probably not at that cool phase at this point. Oh, no, I'm long past that. My little boy still thinks I'm... Oh, yesterday we had five little boys over the house dirt biking. It was cool. Oh, I was going to say, I'm sorry. (laughs) Dirt biking's cool, Dr. Deb. I think you'd like it. Hey, I used to dirt bike when I was a kid. Here's a little something, little something you didn't know about me. Yeah, my dad. I knew uh, that. Yeah, my dad and brother tell. grew up around motorcycles, and uh, I have great pictures of me riding this little mini bike. And my mom had just done this great perm on my hair, and she was like almost in tears because they had to put the helmet on my curly hair. <laughs> you need to come over and uh, jump on the 110 and take a ride. We got some great trails here. It's been a long time. I don't know. Oh boy, I can't even imagine you two dirt biking. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. We're going to head back to the phones in just a second here. What's going on in your world, Stace? They're coming back. 
Hundreds of dog treats that have been linked to thousands of illnesses and deaths are coming back to store shelves. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. All those food companies have quite a battle ahead of them. Uh, This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Litter Robot, which automatically cleans the cat litter for you. You don't need any special supplies or plumbing. Just use your favorite clumping cat litter and never scoop dirty litter again. It's available at litter-robot.com. Hey, Cindy. How you doing, Cindy? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from? From Water, Oklahoma. You got one of those new Sports Illustrated phones, didn't you, for a subscription, didn't you? No. Oh, okay. Where, where are you calling from again? Stillwater, Oklahoma. Stillwater, Oklahoma. I drove through there once. Do you live there? Uh, well, I live outside of town here, yes. Okay. Uh, What's going on with your animal? I have the doc here and the trainer. We're all here for you. Awesome. Well, I've got a, he's about a four or five-year-old pit bull that I, I, that's what I do is I rescue animals. And I've had lots of them stayed and neutered, but this is the first one that I've ever had neutered that um, he's blowing up larger now than he was before I had him neutered. Wow. Oh, okay. Just right in the scrotal area? Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. And how long ago did he have surgery? Uh, Monday. Okay. Is it getting bigger, or did it get to, like, a big size? And Like, how, how big are we talking? I mean, we're talking kiwi fruit, uh, oranges, um, um, softballs? Like kiwi fruit, yeah. yeah. Kiwi fruit. Like kiwi, yeah. Okay. And and I called the vet, and she told me, you know, that it's... It happens sometimes, and they put some GMSO furacin on it. Mm-hmm. But I've done that and done it, and it's still not going down. And he licks it off as just about as soon as I put it on there. So okay, yeah. And you know, the, the first thing is he can't be licking because um, we need to make sure this boy is in one of those lovely Elizabethan collars um, because okay. with a scrotal hematoma. So basically, when this happens in male dogs, um, testicles are removed, um, but either. Um, because of a bleeding tendency, small blood vessels that kind of choose to keep on bleeding after surgery, um, or even some drugs can um, that are used um, for pain relief can sometimes alter the ability to clot. And when that happens, we can get this very large buildup of blood um, in the scrotum. And um, sometimes that can be painful. So for some of these doggies, they do need pain medications. Um, we may uh, decide to put them on antibiotics if they're, the incision decides to open up at all. But it, it does really require some supervision by the vet. So I'd make sure they put their eyeballs on this. And it's not terribly common. Uh, so when, when I do see this happen, sometimes, you know, the first instinct is to say, Oh my God, the vet botched the surgery. Holy cow. And, you know, before I rush, rush to judgment, there are these other factors. Um, and sometimes pit bulls, believe it or not, can be a dog where I do see a tendency for some types of problems. Um, they can have a tendency for some types of inf- infections, some uh, parasitic infections, actually, that can alter their blood um, coagulation, their clotting. Um, so in some areas of the country, if you have ticks, it might be worthwhile um, having them check for some tick-borne diseases. Um, most of those can be treated um, with antibiotics if that's the case. So um, that's where, where I just kind of want to get an eyeball on them. And uh, in other cases, it's just, like I said, pain management and a tincture of time. Um, the swellings, as long as they're not getting bigger, it can take two weeks, three weeks for really for this to, to go down. Um, it looks horrible. Um, you know, how, how's he feeling overall with that? He acts okay. He seems as if, you know, everything else is okay. Um, he, he, other than, you know, just the way he looks. Okay. Well, he had some bleeding afterwards, and I did have to take him back up there. And they did wrap him up for the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's part of it, like you said, yeah. 
So. Yeah. And I found through the years that, you know, every pet's different, but um, sometimes I'll encounter um, a non-steroidal pain reliever that we use for pain relief. And in some patients, it may cause them to bleed more, just like my father, who's on aspirin and blood thinners. And, um, you know, he gets poked with something and, you know, we've got a, a bleeding mess. And it's, it's kind of like <laughs> the ER when we go out in public. We're always throwing Band-Aids and styptic powders on them just to try to stop the bleeding. Um, so... Well, stop there poking him. Anything that I can do for right now, just to kind of relieve him until I can get him back to the vet. Anything I can put on him or give him. Well, the- the biggest thing is keeping him away from that. So um, if you can get an Elizabethan collar without going to the vet, you can check your pet stores, feed stores. That might be one thing. Um, but as far as pain relief, you, you really got to get to the vet because I would be hesitant to tell you any over-the-counter pain relievers if he's already having a bleeding issue. Um, so I, I would see your vet for the pain relievers. That's going to be the best way. Some doggies, you know, if he's really anxious or uncomfortable, um, he can get freaked out by this. So sometimes I'll use tranquilizers too. So, But that too, again, you're going to need to talk to your and see them for that. Okay, I will. Thank you so very much for all your help. Hey, thanks for listening, Cindy. Let us know how that goes. 1-866-405-8405, toll free to our Dream Team. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Shaquille O'Neal for Icy Hot. If you've got pain... You need the patch. The Icy Hot Patch. Powerful, targeted, fast-acting pain relief that stays put without the mess. Icy to dull the pain, hot to relax it away. In a variety of sizes, from back, shoulders, knees, even arthritis. So you're covered whenever and wherever you hurt. Stop pain right at the source with Icy Hot Patches. Pain's no match for the Icy Hot Patch. For temporary topical pain relief, use only as directed. Now here's something you don't hear on the radio every day. Someone who can't see. I am totally blind. So I go through periods when I'm unable to sleep at night. And I feel like I'm constantly running, but can never quite catch up. But this isn't a sleep problem. It's something called non-24 hour disorder. Learn more about non-24 by calling 855-856-2424 or visiting learnmorenon24.com. Need a vacation, but it's just not in the budget? Well, thanks to our biggest sale of the year, spend six days, five nights, all-inclusive in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Crystal blue water, beautiful beaches, amazing amenities, with all meals and cocktails included. Just $3.99. Just $3.99 per couple, plus two kids stay free. And at just $3.99, this sale won't last long. Special terms and conditions apply. Visit Cabo399.com or call 888-475-9098. That's 888-475-9098. This president Day, Guitar Center wants you to feel like you have the power in your hands. Not the power to manage national affairs or change laws. I mean the cool kind of power, like the power of a Fender Acoustic or an Ibanez electric guitar, $99 each. That's what I'm talking about. Plus hundreds of other deals, like a Harbinger PA system for just $169, or an MXL Vocal Micro Fostex headphones, $19 each. Celebrate President's Day by feeling the power of the greatest feeling on earth, only at Guitar Center. Now through Monday. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Residents of a small English village say a little lonely abandoned pig has turned into a local attraction because... Everybody in the village has adopted her. According to the Orange News, the porker, which they named Porik, 
I don't like that name, was left behind after her owners moved away. Well, after a few months of letting Porik wander around the field, the villagers decided to take action. So they built a makeshift shelter and they've been donating food. Trevor Boxall, whose son owns the land that Pork now calls home, says people come in droves and they drop off vegetables and other goodies and they sit and talk with the pig. He says he'd like to find something a little more permanent for Pork, but she seems to be just fine with the current arrangement. Boxall says he's even left the gate open a few times just see if she'll wander off. I think he'd like Pork to be a ham sandwich. And uh, anyway, she has no interest in finding a new home because she never wants to leave. And you know why? Because they keep feeding her. The Western Sugar Cooperative is recalling 3,700 tons of animal feed that was distributed by a Lovell Sugar Beet factory. This is where a woman was killed after she fell in their water system. The 28-year-old woman died January 4th after she fell into the equipment that uses water to carry and wash sugar beets before processing. A spokesman for the Denver-based cooperative, Kent Wimmer, said all of the adulterated animal feed has been accounted for and they've recalled everything and no sugar or molasses that's meant for human consumption has been distributed since the accident. They say there is no threat to human or animal health. But to boost consumer confidence, the U.S. Department of Agriculture says they're buying animals that were scheduled for slaughter that did consume the feed. An Italian man is facing jail time, if you have cats, you're not going to like this story, after allegedly adopting some cats for the purpose of eating them. According to the local IT, the 50-year-old man adopted at least 15 cats over several months under the guise of being a cat lover. While his ruse fooled authorities for a bit, they became a little suspicious after he began coming up with excuses to get out of routine welfare checks on the animals. So officials decided to stop by his house unannounced, and they caught him in the act, trying to kill a cat. After being arrested, the man admitted to killing the cats he adopted and eating them, sometimes with friends taking part in the meals. He was taken into custody for maltreatment of animals, and he risks a jail sentence, ready for this, this is pretty sad, of at least three months. That's it if he's convicted. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more Animal Breaking News at Animal Radio. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Drs. Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. When you do your taxes with TurboTax Federal Free Edition, your federal return is free. And now, with TurboTax, you can use your federal refund to buy a gift card worth that much plus 5%. That means you get your refund plus new running shoes, or your refund plus binoculars, or your refund plus lots of things. Because it's your plus, your very own plus, to do whatever your tax-doing heart desires. Simple returns only. Offer details at TurboTax.com. Intuit TurboTax. It's amazing what you're capable of.
We already have the lowest prices on flooring, but now you can save even more on every floor in our new catalog at Lumber Liquidator Spring Flooring Sale. Get the look of hardwood for 49 cents a square foot, beautiful bamboo for just 139 plus get 100 to $500 off over 130 varieties of hardwood, over 50 varieties of laminate, and more. Minimum purchase supplies. See store for details. We have over 350 incredibly low-priced floors, and now you can save even more. Hurry, sales going on now. Visit LumberLiquidators.com or your local store today. Geico presents Strange Savings Stories. Ken Marcus was making a pastrami sandwich when he noticed an odd pattern on a slice of pumpernickel bread, one that spelled out Geico. Ken found himself visiting Geico.com, saving hundreds of dollars on car insurance with great discounts. Later, Ken felt conflicted whether or not he should eat the slice of bread that saved him so much money. But he was so hungry. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewies. Check out their brand new introductory size package for $3.99. Try all the flavors before you buy a big bag. All good, and it's the official food of Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. That's why she looks so shiny and she's so strong. She's just healthy. Check out their website, StellaAndChewies.com. Thanks, guys, for sponsoring Animal Radio. Uh, let's head back to the phones. It's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. I'm one of those guys. that I'm into every little electronic gadget. You, you are. Can, all the new stuff that comes out. I'm the opposite of Alan Cable, who's kind of <laughs> grappling with his cell phone right now. Smartphone. Yeah, how did you know? How did you even know that I was grappling? I, oh, it's easy to figure out when you think about Alan. Yeah, well, no, I mean, some people that electronics don't come that easy to. Yeah, so, yeah we understand Cut him some that. slack. Okay. He probably wouldn't mm-hmm. like this next item that we're going to talk about. David Clark is the founder of Petzilla, and he's created an item that he's funded on Indiegogo, which is like Kickstarter. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen these websites, Alan, Kickstarter and Indiegogo? I don't think I have. Do you get the internet or web over at your house? <laughs> you have I, that I do. I get it on my, web? Yes. I get it on my left thigh. That's where it comes in. <laughs> Uh, this guy has uh, invented a little interactive toy that uh, can be used with your animals. It actually checks up on them while you're out of the house. We welcome to the show David Clark. Hey, David, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me. Well, now tell me about this. What is it called, first of all? It's called Petsy Connect. Petsy Connect. And what is it? Petsy Connect is uh, <laughs> an idea that spawned really from from the recognition that, that man's two favorite things, well, Three in some cases, but two of their top favorite things are their dog and their cell phone. And our thought was, why not bring them together? And that led to Petsy Connect, which is a very simple device that you take out of the packaging, about the size of a uh, small Can't use it in the packaging. Take it out of the packaging. I want to make sure yes, everyone make sure heard Alan that. Heard Don't that try that. So, so basically, when you hook this up, your dog's head becomes a cell phone. This is genius. <laughs> it genius. is. It, it's amazing what it will do. So basically, you basically, you just plug it into any wall outlet. Uh-huh. You download the app on your phone. And it connects to your home Wi-Fi, and then from anywhere at any time, you simply pull up the app, and it allows you to see, speak, take pictures and short videos, and treat your pet from anywhere in the world at any time. Now, can your pet see you? Does your face come up on this device or anything for this? No, it does not. We actually we went with keeping the device 
as simple as possible and keeping it based on basic on the data that's available scientifically sure. and dogs and specifically are not uh, not prone to seeing or recognizing their owner's face on a two-dimensional screen no, but they'll so, be able to hear our voice correct if you remember the old um, RCA advertisements his master's voice which had the dog next oh, yeah. to the record player mm-hmm. uh, there's science behind the fact that a uh, that a pet will recognize its owner's voice so we based it on that and of course the Pavlovian surprise which is the treat, treat. ensuring that he comes back every time he hears your voice but I'll be able to see my dog yeah, you'll be able to see your dog, and when you speak to your dog, and you know, obviously you'll get excited. He hears your voice. Everybody's experimented with, with either Skype or putting their spouse on speaker or significant other on speaker and having the, seeing their dog's response. So during that, you can take pictures or short videos for posting on your favorite social site. What kind of range am I going to see through this? Am I only going to see a foot? Am I going to see the whole room? What am I going to see? Uh, It's similar to a uh, surveillance camera or Mm -hmm. the uh, web-based IP cameras where you'll be able to see pretty much the whole room, of course, depending on where you place it, if there's anything blocking that image. Is there any way for me to, like, rotate it to see different views, to scan the room or anything like that, or is it pretty set where I set it? It's stationary. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this initial version, we wanted to keep it very simple and as cheap as possible and really make it about the experience. Of course, version 2.0 means uh, means plenty of room for improvement and added features and functionality. What do you think of this, Alan? I think this is great for guys who live in the basement as well. You know, if you're a, you know, a parent yeah. Yeah. and you got, you know, your son's 30, he lives down there, you can call him over, give him a treat, you yep. know, encourage him to look at the want ads. It's, it's, it, there's a lot of applications to this. Now, can I watch without my pet knowing? Sure, as long as you don't speak. Uh, he won't know I'm watching to see what's going on when I'm not there. He won't there. know you're watching. Wow, wow that's, that's a Saturday night for you. Yeah, I like to see what the cats are doing. <laughs> <laughs> we joke about it, but we, in all seriousness, wow. you had a $30,000 goal on Indiegogo, and you've raised almost $80,000, so everybody thinks this is a, a great, great idea. idea. Yeah, we've, we've pre-sold in excess of 1,000 units. Mm-hmm. And we're heading to manufacturing, and we'll begin shipping product in May of this year. And we're excited because it's really about the experience. Ideally, you want the the phone and the actual device to be transparent to the you know to that emotional feel good that's that's mutual in speaking with your pet and then uh, giving him a treat. You know, that's really what it's about. It's the ability to mm-hmm. <laughs> alleviate that separation anxiety just a bit uh, when you're feeling it most. See, I just think it would be great to be a fly on the wall to see what happens okay, when I'm okay, not there. Okay, okay, we heard that already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it isn't even out. It's not even, I know. It's, it's not even until May. So send us one in May, and then we'll, we're going to actually test it here in the Animal Radio studio for you. Okay? Absolutely. We'll do some research. Count on it. Okay. Wait, wait, wait sorry, before David Clark goes, David Clark, are you going to come back to life? Is that, is that what's going to happen in March on Revenge? Are you coming back to life? That's my plan, but the other four couldn't make this gig, so. <laughs> it's, it's, Al doesn't know what I'm talking about. an old you know. music uh, reference there. Sure, I'm they were the no. Beatles before the Beatles were the Beatles. No, 
no, you guys are missing the, uh, you're missing it. There's a television show called Revenge on ABC, oh. and the person getting revenge, her father's name that the, you know, that they killed in the show, that's why she wants to get back at everybody. His name is David Clark. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. I See, didn't know that. Alan just, uh, got his TV working, and he's, he's a fanatic now. He's watching that <laughs> thing all the time. Now that he figured out how to work, <laughs> how to work that thing. Yeah. I'm holding the antenna right now. Okay, there, there you go. Let me give out the website. It's Petzilla, Petzilla, P-E-T-Z-I-L-A. Uh, no double L's there. P-E-T-Z-I-L-A dot com. Petzilla dot com, of course. We'll link to it from animalradio dot com. And uh, when it's out, I'm sure you'll be able to pick it up for about 99 bucks a piece. Is that what you're saying? Uh, we, we actually will be on promotion. The initial uh, MSRP is one sixty nine ninety nine. One six, the, okay. the 99 was the Indiegogo uh, pre-purchase special. We look forward to this. All right. Well, thank you very much. Have a great day. Take care. There he goes. That is uh, yeah. David Clark. You know what? I'm sorry. You're, you're, you're brushing me aside, but that's a very highly rated television show. Just because you don't know who David Clark is, the fictitious character, doesn't mean that the, that the whole world doesn't. I actually watch no TV. Yeah, you're TV. right. You're absolutely right. You don't watch, you I, watch TV? Very little kind TV. Of a, very you little. call yourself an American? What do you do all day? Uh, no, I actually don't. <laughs> what do you do? Well, what do you do all day? I'm Canadian. Canadian. Not a lot of people eh? know that. I am Canadian. Eh? Are you really? No. So, like, what do you do all day? I mean, without TV, there's no life. There really isn't. I'll tell you He's that. He's on yeah. Facebook. That's even worse. That's a waste of time. I don't do that. Did you see that new Facebook calculator that actually tabulates how much time you've wasted your life away on Facebook? I go on there once a month hoping to read something that, you know, will enlighten me in some way. But all I see is pictures of food, people moaning about nonsense, and then DJs going, so, the Super Bowl's over. What did you think? How about the Justin Bieber. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hi, this is Carrie Annie from Dance with the Stars. Don't forget to stay new to your animals, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Let's go to line four. We have Kathy uh, for Alan. Hi, Kathy. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. What's going on with your dog? Well, I was just wondering if I could get some tips on um, clicker training. We have a dog that we recently adopted about a month and a half ago, um, and we've had dogs my whole life that have never clicker trained, and this one, I think, could use it. So I was just wondering um, about your thoughts on that. Well, let's talk about clicker training. It's kind of cool that you called and asked that question. Um, Do you understand what positive reinforcement is, Kath? Okay. Well, that's what you do with clickers. You you positive positively reinforce the dog with a clicker, and the clicker's not the actual reward. The clicker tells the dog that he's doing something that you like. And the first thing you do when you get a clicker is you load it, and that means you click the dog, give your dog a little treat. Click the dog, give your dog a little treat, so that the dog learns very quickly that whenever he or she hears the clicker, he's going to get a treat. That's what that tells him. The next thing you do is you look for your dog to do behaviors that you like. And every time you catch your dog doing something that you like, you click and give the dog a treat and say the word. So in other words, if your dog just sat down on his own, was being all mellow and calm, you would click and go, good dog, sit, good dog, give him, give him a treat, just like that. So he would learn every time he sat that was a desired behavior and that he was going to get a treat. And that's how you use a clicker. Uh, you don't use it to stop the dog from doing stuff you don't like. You use it to get the dog to do stuff you do like. So in other words, if your dog is chewing something you don't like, you take that out of his mouth, you put something he does like in it, you know, you want him to chew in his mouth, click it and say, good boy, you know. So you teach the dog what he's supposed to do and not what he's not supposed to do, and you click. And timing is very important. So you have to click right when the dog's doing the behavior. 
So it's really cool to have a friend just uh, lead your dog around the house on a leash and observe. And whenever the dog does something cool that you like, like lays down or sits, click, give him a treat, good boy, and you move on. Are there certain breeds that it works better with, or is it pretty generic? Well, we talk about chows. You know, that's the one breed that nothing works on. And we were talking to a guy last week about <laughs> chow dogs. They're very hard to train. They're like cats, and they're going to do what they want to do. But mostly every other dog, it will work. It's just you got to be patient because especially young dogs are manic and crazy and kooky, and they're into everything. So it's real important that you don't go hog wild with the clicker because it will just confuse the dog. So you have to actually mellow and calm the dog out. And the best way to do that, again, is exercise. The best time to teach a dog good behavior is after exercise because the dog's exhausted and is mellow. And that's a great time to do a training exercise with your dog after your dog's tired. Well, thank you very much. It's very helpful. We're definitely going to start that right away. Yep. Just be patient and uh, be consistent, and uh, it'll, it'll all come together, and you'll see amazing results. Just be patient and realize it doesn't happen in one day. It takes the dog time. But once you load that clicker and teach your dog, wow, whenever I hear that click sound, I'm going to get a treat, it becomes easy. Okay, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your help. Thanks for listening, Kathy. We appreciate it. one 405 8405 That's toll-free to the Dream Team here at Animal Radio. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog trainer Alan Kibble. Can I call you Kibble now? Do you have a problem with that? Kibble. Kibble. You know what, man? You call me whatever you want. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like that, too. Dog father hey, Joey Villani, all here. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. I'm sure you saw this in the paper, Alan, about the herd of dairy cows that nearly lifted the roof off their barn in central Germany. Yes, it, uh, the barn almost exploded from their methaneage. Yes, it's a lot of <laughs> yes, methane I gas. That. I love that. Police say that a static electric charge apparently triggered the detonation. No cows were hurt. One was slightly burnt, but it's going to be okay. And no people were hurt either. Ninety cows apparently were under this. That's a lot of methane when you think about that. All building wow. up. We should use that methane. Why are we just letting that escape into the air? You know, they there are, are people are. that contain that, definitely. There are? Yes. There there are people right now uh, busy on ways to harness the cow production of methane and turn it into useful forms of energy that we can use. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I did not know that. Now Search they can the just hook it up. To, they need to hook it up to Grandpa Joe next time, and yeah. <laughs> it'll be a little easier to contain. Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe produces his own methane. Yeah, he, he does. doesn't need the cows. <laughs> Huge. Uh, you probably heard about this story, Doctor Debbie, the thirty-six pound cat that uh, showed up yes. was actually turned into a Phoenix area shelter. Oh, so sad. Yes. Named Meatball. Mm-hmm. I was turned in because he was too large. They actually couldn't fit him into a kennel, is what the problem was. Is He was too big for a kennel, so he's actually roaming around. They will not be adopting him out. They're going to send him off to a shelter that deals with obese animals or obese cats. 36 right. pounds. 
It's it's dangerous, you know, for a cat like that. The the risk of diabetes is is so much higher, and um, this poor guy, you know, to get that weight off, it's it's going to be a struggle. And and hopefully, you know, his other health issues that might be hiding there won't come up to the surface. You actually have to try pretty hard to get that big, don't you? I mean, that's what's the biggest cat you've ever seen down there at your practice? I would have to say uh, I have not seen a thirty six pounder. I would have to say I, a thirty pounder, but. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it is so sad because it's usually a, a kind of an emotional thing. You know, it's usually a, a family member who really likes feeding kitty and it becomes kind of almost um, a human behavioral problem. Mm-hmm. Aren't they all? <laughs> <laughs> That's Alan. Alan's like, it's always the human. <laughs> it is. I guess if I ate all the comfort food that I wanted, I'd probably look like that too. I want to post this picture up at the website if we can, so people can see this. It is really an amazing, That's a big, big animal. Yeah. Let me see that. Here. Can I hold up the microphone so people can it see that? It doesn't work that doesn't way. doesn't work yeah. that way. You know who we have on, on the phone? We have Nina Stively. I hope I'm pronouncing Stively. her name. Stively. Nina. Stively, how are you? yes. How are you doing, Nina? I'm good. How are you? Very good. You're a writer? You I am. With Dog Time. Do- with Dog Time? Yes. Oh, I love those guys. We're, we actually partner with Dog Time. No one told me this. Oh, good. <laughs> Well, I'm glad I get to be the bearer of good news. I, I got intrigued by this last article that I saw about kind of a new, weird kind of thing going on in videos. You know, there's when you go onto YouTube, you see the cat videos, you, you see the uh, the doggy photos. I mean, that's really what the Internet is for. Oh, uh, yes, of course. But there's a new kind of weird trend going on. What is it? It's uh, videos that people perceive to be adorable of their babies or small children playing with dogs. Uh, and it really is just a video of an accident in the making. Why is that? You know, I think folks don't realize that as sweet and as friendly as their dogs are, uh, that, you know, babies put them in awkward positions. And as, mm-hmm. as wonderful as a pet can be and as understanding, um, we as adults and as, you know, caretakers of both babies, human and canine, um, need to recognize that the dogs are giving us plenty of warnings that they are not comfortable with these situations, and yet we are continuing to video it for for sort of this yeah. internet fame. That's what I'm thinking. You know, you're, you're sitting there and you're thinking uh, really about what kind of video you're going to make, not about the safety of your child, mm-hmm. but is this going to be a good video? Right, and I think that's the first thing people do is they, they upload it to YouTube or whatever their social media site is and are really excited that so many people are going to be, um, you know, seeing this adorable video that they're not seeing what is really right in front of them and is an accident waiting to happen. Well, what are some of the signs? I know people say, but their their tail is wagging, so... Yes, so a wagging tail is not always an indication of a happy animal. Um, I think, you know, you really just need to use common sense. Think about mm-hmm. it this way. If you're out on the street and you saw a, a stray dog, any dog, walking around, would you do the things to this stray dog that you're letting your child do to your own dog? If the answer is no, then you shouldn't be letting your child do it to your own dog. Um, Because young children and babies and most adults really don't recognize what the warnings are. So, um, you know, a wagging tail can be either very good or very bad. You know, when a dog has a real wide eye, um, you know, that's that's sort of a sign of bewilderment, of stress, Um, licking their lips, panting, pulling away. there's a, a pretty popular video right now called um, Battle of the Cookie where a baby is taking a cookie away from a pug over and over, and the pug is growling. Um, he's showing his teeth. He is just giving every wow. warning in the book, um, and and yet you know the parents just keep on laughing because they think it's funny. So what about mm-hmm. yawning? I've heard people say, well, the dog was yawning, so that means they were calm and relaxed. No, yawning and panting, I think people both think, oh, look, he's smiling. His mouth is wide open. Uh, those are often two indications of stress. 
So you'll see that, you know, that, that real wide mouth panting. That's not a smile. That's often an indication of stress. And the same thing with a yawn. It's called a displaced yawn. And it's generally when a dog indicates, oh, I'm not really comfortable with the situation or I don't know what's going on. Um, you know, help me out here. I mean, even, you know, we get Super Bowl commercials where you have a child riding on a dog and as adorable as that might be for a family photo um, and a child is raised you know riding around on the family's you know lab or mastiff or whatever you're you're raising that kid to think that these sort of behaviors are okay and they're safe Um, they may have been safe that one time or in that one circumstance but it can become unsafe very quickly or with that dog kids don't understand they see a friend's dog and they think they can do the same thing Mm-hmm. For sure. Babies don't understand that. Well, and the majority of bites that occur are actually by dogs that children know. They're by grandma's dog or by auntie's dog or even by their own dog. And that's two million children are bitten seriously enough to go to the hospital every year in this country. Well, keep those eyes out for those warning signs. And we're actually, yeah. Let's put the warning signs up at the website because there, there are a lot of them. There are uh, uh, lip curls, hackles, growls. Maybe showing the teeth a little bit. There, these are signs that yawning, tail wagging, yawning that, you tail wagging that you just mentioned. Animal Radio is brought to you by Sweet Scoop All Natural Clumping Cat Litter. You can stop those litter boxes instantly with Sweet Scoop. It's chemical free, 100% biodegradable. And you can learn more over at sweetscoop.com. That's S W H E A T scoop.com. And there is still a $3 off coupon over at animalradio.com. Get it now. Really? There you go. Went by pretty fast again. Hey, thanks for joining us. Remember to download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. You can listen all week long as well as ask your questions of the Dream Team. I want to thank Dave Clark, Nina Stively, and Jennifer Bolzler, Dr. Bolzler, for joining us today. We'll catch you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this fine station. Bye-bye. Bye. Eat a turnip. This is Animal Radio Network.